Welcome to the Eastridge Church East Campus Podcast. We bring to you the message portion of our Sunday services in a convenient podcast form. You can listen on your way to work, during your lunch break, or even during your workouts. We want to put tools in your pocket to help you throughout the week. If you would like to find out who we are or what we are about, please visit us at eastridge.church. All right, let's go. So one of my favorite things about Christmas is Christmas lights. Uh, it's one of my favorite times of the year. And, you know, when I think about Christmas, I think about how Christmas is a season of light. And uh, light, uh, as you, if you think about it, is just a very powerful concept. It's uh, just, it is very powerful. And think about uh, just even a candle, just one tiny little flame. Uh, you light a candle and it immediately changes the mood of the room, the atmosphere. If it's a scented candle, it can even fill the room with a fragrance. But think about the idea of light. As people, we're drawn to light. You know, as a, as, as a candle can change the atmosphere of a room, uh, you know, a campfire can lift our spirits. A campfire can gather people around. Light is a very, very powerful thing. And Christmas typically is a season of light. I mean, think about the, the Covington Square if you're from Covington and, they, and you go to the square and it's all lit up with all the lights and it draws people to it. People are running around in the middle and walking around just enjoying the evening with all of the Christmas lights. Light is a very, very powerful thing and Christmas is a season of light. The thing is though, Christmas oftentimes can highlight a sense of darkness for people. A lot of times around Christmas, people feel depressed. They can feel lonely. They can feel a sense of anxiety and fear. A lot of times, Christmas time can cause us to slip into sins or even deeper into some of the addictions that we struggle with. For some of us, Christmas, even though it's a season of light, can really just highlight a sense of darkness. And sometimes the darkness can seem overwhelming. So there was this time back when I was in high school and uh, I was playing basketball. And so I did a lot of working out on my own away from the team. And uh, it was nighttime and I hadn't done my workout for the day, which involved running. And I, back then I lived in Texas on a, in a country road. And so I needed to get my workout in for the day. And so I went running at night right after I had watched a really scary movie about kids getting lost in the woods and scary things were chasing them and they were getting freaked out. And so as I went running, I left the house and got further and further along the road and both sides of the road are surrounded by trees. And the further I got and the darker I realized that it was, the more my mind began to play tricks on me. The further I went, I, I began uh, just kind of imagining pictures of wolves in the woods to my left and to my right. I was thinking about scenes from that scary movie that I had watched and the darkness began to seem overwhelming. And so what I did was right there, I just turned around and just sprinted on the way, uh, all the way back home. And just, I was like, okay, you know what? Enough of this. I'm going back home, back to where the light is, where I know I'm safe. Sometimes the darkness can seem overwhelming. The darkness can sometimes make us lose sight of the truth. It can make us lose uh, our sense of hope. Sometimes the darkness 
can seem overwhelming. And so as we're in this Behold series, we're going through the book of John, and John uses the idea of light and darkness really as a contrast. He uses the idea of light to illustrate a sense of truth, illustrate a sense of living within God's will. And so if you're walking in the light, you're walking in God's will, and you're doing things and living in such a way that brings about life and truth and strength and hope. Darkness, on the other hand, the way John uses it, illustrates a sense of ignorance, illustrates a sense of of sin and hopelessness. If you're walking in the light, it enables you to respond to the troubles of life with the truth that is Jesus, and that gives us hope and strength. But if we respond by staying in the darkness, darkness equals ignorance, which leads to sin, which leads to hopelessness and despair, anxiety, depression, all these different things that we struggle with. Because darkness illustrates a sense of lostness and hopelessness and sin, the Israelites knew exactly what it felt like to be trapped and lost in a sense of darkness. In between the period of the last prophet and when Jesus comes onto the scene when he is born, there was a period of about 400 years where God seems distant, where God seems silent. Up to that point, he had always spoken to his people either directly or through a prophet. But before Jesus came on the scene, there was a period of 400 years where the Israelites wondered where God was. They wondered if he was even there, and they felt a sense of hopelessness, a sense of despair, a sense of being enslaved to sin. And so some of the Christmas carols that you and I are so familiar with around this time of year, they illustrate this. The writers of these carols knew what the Israelites were feeling and what we too can feel. So listen to some of the words of these carols that are really familiar to us. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Long lay the world in sin and error, pining. And pining really just means mourning and grieving and longing for redemption. Till he appear, that's Jesus, and the soul felt its worth. Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother. And in his name, all oppression shall cease. Chains shall he break, the chains of sin, the chains of of hopelessness, the chains of addiction, the chains of, of, of fear, the chains of death. And so, God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. O tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Up to this time, the people of Israel were longing for redemption. They were longing for the light to pierce the darkness, the truth that is Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior. And then Jesus is born. And when Jesus comes on the scene, John describes Jesus as the light. Jesus is the light. And he's the one who saves us from the darkness of of sin He's the one who brings about truth to our life so that we can have true life, the light that leads to life. And so in John chapter one, John paints a picture of what it looks like 
for Jesus to come, the fact that he is the light that pierces the darkness. And this is what John says in John chapter one, starting in verse four. He says, the word gave life to everything that was created. The word here is Jesus and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. I love that line. I want to say that again. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. Now, John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. Remember, Jesus is the light, and that's who John is talking about. The one who was the true light, Jesus, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the, the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. See, John paints this picture of what it looks like for Jesus to come into the world. The fact that he is the light, which brings life to everyone, the truth of what it means to live in God's will. But even so, some people still rejected him. You see what it says in verse 10? He came to the very world he created. He came to the darkness, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, but even they rejected him. Because here's the thing, even though we know what the light is, even though we know there is light, sometimes it can be easier to stay in the darkness. Some people, if you're running at night, some people, instead of turning around and running back home, back towards the light, they run deeper into darkness because they're disoriented. They lose sight of the truth. They lose sight of what it means to truly live in the light. And some people get really, really comfortable in sin, in darkness. Some people get really comfortable in their depression, in their anxiety, in their addiction. And John describes what this looks like in John chapter three. This is Jesus having a discussion with Nicodemus on the rooftop. And Jesus says this in John chapter three, verse 19. He says, and the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear that their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. If you're living in the light, you want to come into the light so that others can see that you're doing what God wants. But if you're living in the darkness, it's easier to stay in the darkness so that your sins are not exposed. So over the last couple of months, I've been reading through the Lord of the Rings series. And in the Lord of the Rings, there's this character named Gollum. Gollum was once a hobbit kind of uh, creature and hobbits typically were a uh, wholesome people. They were joyful. They liked uh, simple comforts, gardening, and, and they loved to eat and they loved uh, uh, smoking their pipes and everything like that. And so they just loved all things that were good about life. But then one day, Gollum, or Smeagol as he used to be called, discovered the ring and his friend who was with him, they quarreled over the ring because they both wanted it. And Smeagol, Gollum, committed murder because of his desire for the ring. 
and that tore him up. Because of his sin, because he was so in love with this precious ring that he called it, he retreated into the darkness. He retreated into the mountains and lived in the caves underneath the mountains. He lived there for so long that he transformed into the creature Gollum. And all throughout the the series of Lord of the Rings, it describes Gollum as hating the light, hating the sun, hating everything that is good and wholesome about life. And he transformed into really a monster full of treachery, full of deceit, full of uh, lust for sin. Sounds kind of dramatic, but it's actually a really powerful picture of what it looks like to be comfortable in the darkness. And so some people find it easier to stay in the darkness. Now, here's the thing. Even though Christmas highlights a sense of of darkness for some people, whether it's addiction or sin or or, uh, depression or anxiety or fear or just loneliness, here's the thing. Jesus came into the darkness to save us, to bring light to the world. In the darkness that we feel, sin, fear, loneliness, the brokenness of this life, it's all very much real. God says he's close to the the brokenhearted. Jesus came in to bring us to the light. And the thing is, Jesus doesn't want to come sit with us in the darkness. He's going to come minister to us in the darkness, but he came to bring us out of the darkness into the light, not just to sit in the darkness with us so that we can stay in the darkness and just be comforted. No, he came so that we could come out of the darkness and into the light. Because remember what John says as he uses light and darkness. The light represents the truth, which leads to life true life. And if we're living in the light of God, according to his scripture and according to his will, the Holy Spirit and and the truth of his scripture illuminates us, that it enables us to see things as they truly are and see the world and see life through God's eyes. And when we do that, when we live in the light, it enables us to go through life and to deal with the troubles and the brokenness of this life with hope, with peace, with joy, and with strength. That's how powerful the light is. The light leads to truth, which leads to living the way God intended us to live. And so, as we go throughout this Christmas season, as as you get ready to celebrate Christmas here uh, this coming week, there's a few things I just want you to remember. That Jesus is the light. Jesus says this in John chapter 8. He says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and he said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So remember that Jesus is the light. And then like what John says, I want you to remember that the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness can never extinguish it. Sometimes it still seems very much dark in our world, doesn't it? Even if you're living totally in the light, it can be really easy to look around and see all the darkness and to be overwhelmed. So I want you to remember that truth, that the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness can never extinguish it. And the last thing I want you to remember is, 
If you follow Jesus, you don't walk in the darkness anymore. You walk in the light. I want to repeat that phrase from John 12. He says, if you uh, follow me, you won't have to walk in the darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have the light that leads to life. And it's a light that fills us with the truth so we can see life as it truly is, see things from the truth of God's scripture. And that's what fills us with peace, fills us with joy. And it's a light that we share with others as people also are drawn to us because we have the light of Jesus within us. So as you go throughout this season, just remember Jesus is the light. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you have the light that leads to life. So let's pray together. Father, we come before you. So thankful, Father, that uh, Jesus came into the world as the light to pierce the darkness, to uh, just do away with, with sin and hopelessness and ignorance and to truly enable us to know the truth that is Jesus. And Father, as we're in this time where uh, for some of us, it can be really easy to slip into uh, hopelessness or, or sin or loneliness and just to feel that sense of darkness, Father. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to remember the truth that is Jesus. And I pray, Father, that you would fill us with uh, just your presence. Uh, just remind us that you're there, that you're always with us. And let that, Father, let that truth give us hope and peace in the, the truth that leads to life. Lord, we love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to speak with someone about the message you just heard, or if you would like to pray with someone, send us an email at info at eastridge.church. If you feel led to support the ministry at Eastridge, please visit eastridge.church slash give. Thank you for your generosity. Remember, no matter where you are in life, God loves you. We love you, and you have a family at East Ridge Church.